the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in Sunday, San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called being imitators of Christ. Jesus Christ is the person that God wants all of us to imitate. The Bible calls him the firstborn of many brethren. The firstborn is supposed to lead the way so that all the other brothers that follow also can go in the right way. He's the one who's supposed to show all the other brothers who follow him how to represent the Father correctly. Because without him, we won't know how to correctly represent the Father. The same way that Jesus represented the Father is the same way that we're supposed to represent him too. That includes in our conduct, in our speech, and in all of our actions too. We're supposed to be imitators of our Father, and Jesus will show us how to do it. So let's learn some things so that we can successfully be the imitators of Christ, like God wants all of us to be. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called being imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because we're ready or not, here it comes. Verse 3. And this is life eternal. Anytime you find something like in scripture, like to say, this is. Circle it, put stars around it. That's if it's your Bible. If it's my Bible, it's that little blue Bible you use. Put that back. Don't write in that. Praise God. But any other ones, praise God. Yours, you can go ahead and write in it. Praise God. Put circles around it, stars around it. Because he's going to tell you what life eternal is. He said that, the, that they may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. This is life eternal. That they may know thee. Can I flip the script? You'll never enter into life eternal until you know God for who he is and Jesus Christ whom now has sent. You'll never be able to live this life out like you ought to until you know God and Jesus Christ whom now has sent like you're supposed to. And we got us a problem here, brothers and sisters. The Bible says, the book of John, it says no man has seen God at any time. So when there's nobody that has seen God at any time, how can I know him? Because one of the reasons why is because Jesus came down to be able to show us who the father is. The Bible says he showed up full of grace and truth. Why? So that he can be able to manifest his glory amongst us. It says that. Praise God. So that he can manifest his glory upon us. So that he can be made evident and visible to each and every one of us. And we can be able to know who he is because he's his. That's why Jesus said to one disciple, he said to him, he said, how long have I been with you that you haven't seen that when you've seen me, you've seen the father. That when you talk to me, you've talked to the father. Why? Because I don't say nothing other than what my father say. I don't do nothing other than what I see my father do. So when you've seen him, me, you've seen him. That's the way it's supposed to be with you too. God desires you to be an example in such a way where when people see you, they see the Father. Why? Because you do the same thing the Father does. You say the same thing the Father you do, says do, and you do it just like Jesus did. He said, I don't say nothing other than what my Father say do. Jesus didn't cuss 
Is you listening to me up in here? Praise God. He didn't. He didn't. Praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, I got work to do. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus wasn't like going off on nobody, talking about nobody behind their back. Everybody say, I got more work to do. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. But we can get there. Somebody say process. Say there's a process. You don't know this overnight, but this is something that you get a chance to learn. That's what we're talking about right here. Jesus said, I came that they may know you so that you can have life eternal because if they don't know him like they ought to, they will never be able to live out the God kind of life perpetually like I intended for them to do. He says, read this verse four. I have glorified thee on the earth and have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Notice he said, I finished the work just before he went to the cross. Why is that? Because there was multiple works that he came to do. This one was finished before the cross, which means it does not include the work on the cross. He wasn't talking about the redemptive work. He was talking about the work of having them know him, the work of having them know him. These disciples that he had lived with, spoken the word to, they knew who the father was because he finished the work that he gave them to do. Notice what he said. Let's go back to verse three. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee. Might is a contingent. It doesn't mean it's an absolute because as he presented it to all of them, but did all of them receive it? Remember, he said he came to his own, but his own received him not. Neither did they know him. John chapter one, verse 11. It says he came to his own, but his own didn't receive him not. Which means that even when it's presented to you, will you receive what's being said to you? Because if you don't receive what's being said to you, eternal life is not going to be experienced by you. The life that God intended for you is not going to be experienced by you because you have not received what it is that he has in store for you. That's one of the reasons why it's so important to make sure that there's a part you have to play too. That's why it had a might attached to it. Because if you don't do it you won't, and you won't operate in it, then it will never come your way. Verse five. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self in the glory which I had with thee before the world was. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were and thou gavest them me. And they have kept thy word. Now he begins to show us here things, some things that he did in order to be able to make sure that they know who the father is. Because the problem, if the problem is that we don't know the father, Jesus here had solved that problem because he finished the work that the father gave him to do to help the disciples know who the father is and know who he is too. So if that's the case, then we need to make sure that those same things happen for me and you too, so that we can then be able to receive the benefit of it too. Verse six again says, I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were and thou gavest them me and they have kept thy word. He speaks of two things in the midst of here that are very important to be able to aid and assist us and be able to have this eternal life and perpetual life that he has in store for me. Number one was the name. Number two was the word. Number one was the name. Number two was the word because he said, I have manifested thy name among them. And he did it by way of the word. Let's start with the word name. The word name in the Greek is the word onoma. O-N-O-M-A. Onoma. O-N-O-M-A. The meaning of it, it means character and authority. This is good. Character and authority. I've manifested thy name among the people. Among these people. I showed them, I manifested your character and your authority amongst these people. Your character. Let's work with authority first. Jesus was authorized, <laughs> deputized to come down into this world and live this thing out like God wanted him to do. So that he could be able to show me and you what kind of life we are authorized to live like we ought to. 
because there's an authorization of what you can and cannot do when you're living in somebody else's world like we do. We're living in somebody else's world. Like, for instance, this church right here. Praise God. I know this is all of our church. We're, we're all born. We're all members here. Praise God. I'm you know, speaking in faith. You know, all of us are members in here. Praise God. So this is all of our church. But at the same time, there's places that you ain't authorized to go, Amen. even though you're a member of this church. <gasps> yeah. <Praise God. laughs> Hallelujah. This is you ain't authorized to go. When we see you up in here, we're like, hey, what you doing? Hey, what's happening? Hey, what's up, bro? What's up? We see in other ways, it's like, click, click, what's up? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. The point I'm trying to raise is, is that there's some places you can be. There's some places you can't be because it's based upon authority. It's just making sense. And as a child of God, living in God's world, there's some ways that you're supposed to live your life that you're authorized to live. And there's some other ways you ain't authorized to live. And if you're found in those areas, you can find yourself in a deep mess of trouble. Because you're someplace you ain't supposed to be, doing something you ain't supposed to do. And so it is with this world that you're living into. You've been authorized to live a specific type of life. Anything outside that life goes against what the authorization is. You think I'm making this up. Galatians chapter 5 tells us the fruit of the Spirit is, and then he lists the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, and all the rest of them too for time's sake. Praise God. But then he gets against the, at the end of it and say, against such, there is no law. Which means against other things other than this list, there is a law. Which means if you do any of these things other than this one on this list, you violate a law. Which means that you are now open to what can happen to you as a result of that. Because you did it. Does that make sense? And God said there's a lifestyle I intend for you to live. And Jesus came down to be able to keep them in that authority, in that name. So they can be able to watch Jesus and see how Jesus did certain things and didn't do certain things. They watched him every day. That's what the disciples did. They watched him every day because Jesus was with them every day. 24 and 7 until he went to heaven. He was with them every day. And we get excited because we come to church once a week. Praise God. Hallelujah. When he was with them every single day. That's because that's the way that you actually developed. It's supposed to be a development daily. Think about it. If you give the world six days and give God one day, who you think is going to have the greater impact on you? And even on that one day, you just want to do an hour or two, and then you want to run out of here and go back and doing what the world used to do. Praise Who you think got the greatest impact upon you? That's one of the reasons why you meditate the word, pray every day. Praise God. It's powerful. I heard some powerful men. It was, I said to pray every day. Praise God. When I heard that, I got excited. Praise God. Because they're in contact with God every day, getting some more of the power of God in them each and every way. Are you listening to me up in here? Thank you, Lord Jesus. I like that. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because they was around him all the time. And he said, I kept them in thine authority where they get a chance to see it every day. So it wasn't just shared with them in word, but it was shared with them in deed too. In such a way as they didn't just hear it, but they saw it too. They saw exactly what Jesus would do, what he wouldn't do, and how he conduct himself so that they can learn how to conduct themselves too. So that they can have the eternal life that God intended them to do. The first one was name, was name, was authority. The second was, was name. The word name is authority. First one I said we're going to talk about was character. I mean, authority. Let's now go to character. Because the second thing that Onima means is character. Jesus rendered apparent to them the character of the Father. He he rendered apparent to them the character of the Father. My God, this is good. Character is who we are all the time. It's not that little part that we purpose and portray and and put out in front of folk and live that out in front while people are looking at you and me. But then we go back and revert and start doing what we was doing before they was looking at you and me. That ain't character. Character is who you are all the time. It's behavior over a period of time. 
The word character, by definition, first definition, means the aggregate of features and traits that form the individual nature of a person. It's the aggregate of features and traits that form the individual nature of a person. Jesus showed them the aggregate of individual traits that composed who God is so that they can know all the individual traits that it take God take to be God and his so that you can know what he would do. That's one of the reasons why he stayed with them so much and stayed with them so long and, and taught them so many things. So they can learn, well, who is God by his nature? Who is God by his nature? So that you can learn who you're supposed to be eventually once you receive this eternal life and you're supposed to do it by nature. That this is supposed to be who you do. You know, dogs bark by nature. You don't have to teach a dog to bark. Come here, Baragi, come here. Do this, go woof, woof. No, you don't have to go teach him woof, woof. He's in there looking at you like, you're like, come on, woof, woof. You don't have to teach a dog to woof, woof. Dog will woof, woof on his own. Are you listening to me? Because that's his nature. You don't teach a cat how to meow. Meow. Come here, cat, meow. Come, cat, cat. You know, you got to follow cats because cats don't obey nobody. Well, come here, cat. And, and, and you know, say meow. And then he, meow. And then you're like, I taught that cat how to meow. He's not going to do nothing different than his nature. Just like you ain't going to do nothing different than their nature. He did what he did to be able to show God, show what God's nature is. So that once you become his, you can find out that all that sin that you do is against your nature. I'm teaching like a mug up in here. That ain't even your nature. It ain't your nature to cuss folk out. You learned how to cuss folk out. It ain't your nature to smoke and drink like you do. You learned how to do that by watching those friends and family around you. It ain't your nature to go out clubbing and do what you do. You didn't know what clubbing was. Somebody had to teach you what clubbing was. Are you listening to me over here? And he had to to learn it. That ain't your nature. It's just that you've been doing it so long that you think it's your nature, but it ain't your nature. That's why he said, I want to show you who God is so you can find out what your nature is. You're good all the time because God is good all the time. You, that's why you have to, that's why you, that, that, that's, that's why sin is a wage, has a wage attached to it. Cause you got to work to sin. You don't relax and sin. You work to sin. It takes effort to sin. Are you listening to me up in here? Why? Because that's not your nature. Come on now. Don't look at me like that. Remember the first time you smoked? Your body ain't designed to be able to suck in smoke. And the first time you did, you was like trying to be cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's because your body was saying, fool, what you doing? <laughs> Let me get this right. You run out of a building when there's smoke to go get a cigarette and smoke. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. Praise God. So, amen. Remember the first time you drank liquor? Remember? Come on now. You remember the first time you drank liquor? Don't look at If you're paying here, just keep looking forward. Act like it wasn't you. But, but remember the first time you drank liquor? Praise God. Trying to be, <laughs> I got a drink. <gasps> it was like spitting fire praise God. it was burning the back of your throat because you had been hooked up on Kool-Aid and, and Big Red praise God you had grown up on Kool-Aid and Big Red now they hit the back of your throat and you're like <laughs> and then you smile oh this was good you're lying and you know it you know it wasn't no good because that wasn't even you you had to be trained to do that God said now I want to teach you who you are what your real nature is so you can really act like you his. And it's going to be the easiest thing in the world to do because that's just your nature. But we're going to get into that later. Let me give you the second definition for character. Second definition for character is moral or ethical quality. 
He kept them in the moral and ethical qualities of God. Moral. Anytime you hear something talking about moral, it's talking about the difference between right and wrong. Which means all while Jesus was walking with them, he was dealing with them about right and wrong. When they would do something that they ought not do, he would check them and correct them so that they can line it up and do what they're supposed to do. When they would do what they're supposed to do, he would applaud them and be able to make sure that they continue to do what they're supposed to do. When Peter would say things he ain't got no business doing with that hoof and mouth disease that he had, God, he would check him. Praise God. One time he even said, get thee behind me, Satan. I bet you the other disciples were like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Dang, he went off on Pete. You know, he went like that. Are you listening to me up in there? Why? Because he would check him. It's only the New Church Testament church that has a problem with being checked. Which shows you that's a bad teaching. Are you condemning me? You condemning me? You telling me what I'm doing wrong? You condemning me? Could you imagine the disciples telling Jesus that? Jesus said, no, do it this way. You condemning me? You condemning me, Jesus? Don't tell me I'm doing wrong. Fool, what are you supposed to do to you? He love you. Is anybody hearing me up in here? He's trying to straighten you out so you can do what it is you're supposed to do. Why? Because he want to use you. So he's going to line you up so he can use you like he wants to. You condemning me. No, that's convicting. Conviction is different. Condemnation is when you put, when you declare not, not fit for use. He's not declaring you not fit for use. He's trying to use you. He's just trying to clean your tail and straighten you up so that you can line this thing up like you're supposed to. Can you imagine that? Well, pastor, you preach hard sometimes, right? You, you preach a hard message. Why don't you preach one of them soft, gooey messages like other folk do? I mean, you'd have a church that was full up in here because we loved it because we like gooey too with your teeth all rotten. Praise God because you, you eat nothing but these sugar messages. Are you listening to me up in here rather than steak and potatoes like you ought to do? Holly, I'm teaching like a mug up in here. Why don't you just tell everybody that everything is fine and everything's all right and everything's been handled and you don't have to do nothing and... And just live like he want to. Why don't you just tell him to do that? Praise God. Because I ain't a liar. I'll tell the truth. Praise God. I preach the truth. That's why I do. Because Jesus did it. You think I was hard? Jesus did. Jesus was hard too. Remember one time he was preaching a, a message? People was called call themselves following him. They following him. Praise God. Praise God. And they come back to Jesus and say, Jesus, we do whatever you want us to do. Jesus said, okay, well then drink my blood and eat my flesh. They're like, hold up. Hold, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Make. And they booked. And they left. I like that. Most of the folk left. That's one of the reasons why the Lord taught me a long time ago. You don't worry about what you preach. And don't worry about who leaves. Because they left me. And if they left me, they'll leave you. Just do what I tell you to do. Remember, remember, remember? And then Jesus turned around and told his disciples. Yeah, and he said nothing. Turned around and said, what, you going to leave too? Fronting them. Pastor, you preach a fronting message. I know. Because I preach like the Lord do. Are you listening to me up in here? Yeah. And then, and then what, what did Pete say? Pete said, hey man, where are we going to go? You're the one with the words of eternal life. It's hard in a mug, but I'm, I ain't going nowhere. I'm staying right here. And them was the ones that was made disciples, not the ones that walked away. Them was the ones that turned the world back right side up, not the ones that walked away. I'm teaching real good up, up in here. Why? Because they stayed and listened. They stayed and allowed correction to come. They laid, stayed and allowed the course correction to come. And as a result of that, they got a chance to lit this thing out like they did. And God didn't use them like he intended, like they was really his. He's just doing the same thing too to us. God's coming to us with a word and, 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 and the character of God so that we can be able to know the moral and ethical quality of God. So that if we do not know his word, we still know his character. So that even if we do not know his word, we still know his character. Somebody could walk up to you and tell you that I did something wrong. Praise God. 
And if you don't know my character, you'll fall for it, hook, line, and sinker. Somebody walked up to you and said something to you like, psst, psst, hey, guess what? What? I heard pastor tipping out with one of them girls from the church. See, if you didn't know me, you'd be like, really? I want to hear more. And then they can say, mm-hmm, I saw myself. Well, well you know, they, they, they this, they this, they that. You'd be like, oh, dang. See, I knew he wasn't for real. No, you didn't know me. Because if you knew my character, that ain't even in me. I said, that ain't even in me. I understand the word of God. I understand my relationship with God. I understand the covenant I made with my wife. I understand the covenant that I made with all of you as pastor too. I understand what it is that I've been given an opportunity to do. And they don't make them fine enough for me to do something outside of what the word of God says do. Because that's not even my character. Are you listening to me over here? You can go ahead and slap them right in their mouth while they're talking to you. Knock the devil out of them. Come on, lay hands on them. Let's put it that way. Repeatedly. Amen. You can lay hands on them. Praise God. Because they're lying to you. That's the devil talking to you. Because the devil is a liar. It don't, they don't, it don't happen that way. If anybody told you I took any money up in here, praise God. Pastor was like skimming money from the church. You are lying your breath stinking. If you get near me, I slap your teeth out too. Because that, that ain't even my character. That's not what I do. I know my God is a provider. I know he provides my every need according to his riches and glory. I served in the church for, for years without getting paid a dime and still put my children through and full years of private school, four years of college, praise God like that and everything like that too. And still didn't even have a job to be able to work on. Why is that? Because I know God provides them. He'll give you everything he said he'll do. I know my God's a provider. So you ain't I take a dollar, nor a dime. No, not at any time. It don't happen up in here. You might have somebody rip off stuff someplace else because they got a character that allows that. But I don't have a character that allows that. I'm a man of God for real. You done ran into the real deal here. You ain't ran into no fake. This the real chocolate cake up in here. I know, I know what I'm supposed to do. And come on, let me take it to the next level. And somebody can come to you with a bad teaching about the Lord and what he says to do because you don't know the word nor his character. You'll think it's true. Because you don't know God. It don't matter what you do. You do not know his character at all. Because if you knew, you would never even form your lips to say nothing like that. Is anybody hearing me like that? You, no, because you don't know him. That's what he said. That's the reason why, because you don't know him. You don't, but Jesus says, I'm going to help you understand his character. I want you to understand the character of who God is. So that even if you don't know all the words, you ain't studied all the words yet, you ain't read your Bible in a, book, in a year, four, four times yet, and all that kind of stuff. And if you ain't did all that, too, yet, you still know his character. So that you'll still line yourself up and do what you're supposed to do. Jesus said, I kept them in the middle of that. Why? So that they can be able to know that like that. That's what God did for me and you. And that's what we're supposed to do too. We're supposed to make sure that happens. We still praise God in verse six. I believe that is praise God. Is that where it is? Verse six. He said in verse six, I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blissful with what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you're seeing that it's true. God really does want all of us to be imitators of Him. I hope even more that you're inspired to do what God wants all of us to do, that is to be more like Him, so that we can walk and talk like He wants us to do, and thereby have and enjoy the awesome life that He wants us to live that can only be lived when we're more like God, like He wants all of us to be and do. 
If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out your way right away. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. And to all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas, if your desire is to draw closer to one another and to have a better marriage, I got just a thing for you. We invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Covenant Partners Fellowship this Friday evening. It's a monthly marriage seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio that'll help the marriages here in San Antonio. It's a monthly marriage seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half and pay to go to. It's free, and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the married people that's done on the third Friday of every month where the wildest way to folk in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that'll help you take your marriage to another level. So come on through. You'll go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because childcare is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on and spend one evening out of the month investing in your marriage so that it could be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. Whether both of you come or one of you come, just come on through. You'll be so glad you did that is with or without your boot. And by the way, your boo is the one you're married to. I look forward to seeing all you married people this Friday evening at the Covenant Partners Fellowship and Word of Faith Essay. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.